Coffee hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Pastor Gribbenoff. Or Doug. Hey. I guess we, we could do it. We could say Doug, right? You could say Doug. We could say Doug. I, or hey you. Or hey you. Well, hey. that doesn't really work in a radio studio with lots of people. That's right. We have guests today. Which we have lots of people in the studio, which is very exciting. This is not, this used to be a normal thing. It is no longer quite such a normal thing. So this is a very special day in studio. We have a robot. In studio. So for our regular coffee hour listeners, this is a, a usual thing that happens every year. We have the Robo Raiders in studio, and that is happening today. So very exciting. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for your support of the coffee hour. You can find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. You got my line today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Doug, I understand that this is a very exciting uh interview for you as oh, well. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, back in the day, I was an electrical engineer, computer science major in college, so I loved geeking out and building things yes. and robots. I built a widget sorter, <laughs> which was totally pointless. It was just for a project, but it took these little little rectangles with a, with a circle in the middle, and it sorted them, which was probably very passe, because your robot makes my widget sorter look... Um, well, there, there's not a good word for that. <laughs> yes, the Robo Raiders always bring a very cool robot into studio with us. And after um, after we are out of the studio in, we get in to a play little with while, the robot. yes, we will show you this robot on social media. So go there uh, at uh, KFUO or no Facebook. 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 Yes, find us KFUO Radio on Facebook. So let's introduce the Robo Raiders we have in studio. Why don't you start? Hello, uh, my name is Nathaniel. And I am the uh, assistant project manager for the team, and I am also the engineering lead. Very good. Welcome, Nathaniel. I'm Gloria. I'm a junior in high school, and I'm the project manager on the team. Very nice. I'm Caroline, and I am a sophomore in high school, and I am the outreach lead and the engineering sub-lead. Very good. Hello, I am Peter. I am also a sophomore, and I am the programming lead this year. Very nice. So for, for anybody who hasn't had the opportunity to listen to a Robo Raiders conversation before and see your awesome robots. What are the Robo Raiders and what do you guys actually get to do? Yeah, so uh, we're the Robo Raiders. Uh, we're an FTC team, which stands for First Tech Challenge. And now First is basically um, a program for robotics. Uh, and there are three uh, main levels of First. So the first, um, sm uh, the smallest level is for ages or grades K through, um, is it ninth, I think? Or K through eighth? <clears throat> Right. So that um, that level is called FLL, which stands for First Lego League. And then um, then comes FTC, which is the program that we're a part of. That stands for First Tech Challenge. We build 18-by-18-inch um, 18 18 robots to compete in challenges. And then uh, the highest level is FRC, and they build really big robots, uh, like five foot tall, uh, to do... Uh, big challenges so yeah Ooh, that's, like that's... like making coffee for for pastors in, <laughs> in the cool, coffee yeah. hour i haven't seen any robots like that so far <laughs> next year's challenge right yeah that'd be cool so some of you are are returning members some of you are new members what is it that that brought you in to to the first challenge that really excited you or or what what's keeping you there what what is it that really sparks your passion so actually i was in fll the younger le level underneath that underneath what we're in and um 
I really enjoyed it. And I was actually a part of a team that the Robo Raiders mentored, Sparklers. Um, and I really enjoyed the robotics experience. And I saw the Robo Raiders and they mentored us. So I really looked into it and then I joined the team. Wonderful. Anybody else? Yeah, so um, I've been a part of FIRST actually for eight years. Yeah. I started in FLL, like uh, Caroline was saying. And so, yeah, that um, I just started out basically because <laughs> I wanted something to do, and robotics sounded like a lot of fun. Uh, but it's really kept me in because of the, just I guess, how much fun it is. And while I don't necessarily want to pursue a career in engineering in the future necessarily, um, but <clears throat> FIRST um, obviously is more than robotics, and they um, do... They teach you a lot of very valuable life skills um, that is very helpful um, and fun. Yes, absolutely. So uh, along those lines, what are some of the things that you've learned uh, being on a robotics team that may, may or may not be related to engineering? Because I know each of you have very specific roles in this team uh, to, be, to help the team be successful. So what are some of those things that you've learned? Yeah, so I've definitely learned a lot this year. I am the programming lead. Uh, so I've definitely learned about programming, but uh, a large part of being the programming lead isn't exactly the actually programming the robot. It's about helping others to program the robot as well, teaching them, uh, assigning different work. So it's really helped me uh, realize that I could lead someone, could teach someone, mm -hmm. whereas I was very uncomfortable at the start. Mm -hmm. As the project manager, I've had to learn a lot of things. So I've learned things on both the soft skills side and the robot side. So I've learned a lot about leadership and building display boards and making portfolios and designing things like flyers. And I've also learned about how to build a robot and how to design a robot and how to compete in a competition and how to work with professionals and work as a team and a lot of things like that. Yeah, as Gloria said, like I really have learned a lot of servant leadership teaching others while learning. And I think that that's one of the big things FIRST offers is really being a community and a team working together to compete and um, complete one goal. Mm -hmm. Oh, Caroline, I love that word community because that <laughs> is, God created us for community. Remember, I mean, the first thing that God said wasn't good in creation, right, was that man should be alone. <laughs> and so you have a team together. now. All of you work together with different skills. Uh, you know, you're bringing together a different viewpoint, different perspective. How did all of that come together in this robot? Tell me about the robot this year. <laughs> okay, Peter, let's just start with you. <laughs> Peter, you're on the other side. <laughs> For those of you at home, I'm awful with names. <laughs> so Peter, on the other side over there, <laughs> why don't you give us a little intro on what you guys did and then Nathaniel, our, our project lead, I guess, right? Uh, between the two of you and then Gloria Caroline, what you guys brought in? Yeah, uh, so we always begin the season with defining our game strategy. That's looking at the field and seeing uh, what the best things to score on are. Uh, we then brainstorm different ideas on different ways we could pick up a block, pick up a ball, uh, different ways that we could pick them up together or pick both of them up at different times. Who knows? So we brainstorm tons of different ideas. We then put them through a design, uh, sorry, a decision matrix uh, to decide which one will work best for our robot, where we score them against different criteria. Uh, and then whichever we uh, choose, like the top three or so uh, that are scored the highest, and then we uh, prototype them. And then maybe Nathaniel could. 
<laughs> right. So uh, he was talking about uh, our robot collecting blocks and balls. So yeah, this th that's the um, challenge this year. So each year there's a um, a new challenge for a robot to complete. We need to build a robot to um, to do that challenge. So this year basically we have these um, blocks and balls that we need to collect in uh, a corner of the field. Then we need to go over this uh, barrier, uh, which is like a little one inch like set of tubes. And then we need to score the blocks and balls that we collected into what's called a um, shipping hub in the middle, which is able to wobble, and you get more points if it's um, balanced at the end of the match. So that's really cool. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> there are other parts of the match, too. Um, for example, there's another thing in a corner, which is called a carousel spinner. So basically you put ducks on that, and uh, the robot has to spin the carousel to get the ducks off. You have to get your ducks in a row. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Gloria, Caroline, tell us a little bit about the robot itself. I mean, because I get to see it here, <laughs> but the radio, you know, it's hard to imagine without the pictures. So tell me a little bit about what this robot looks like for the listeners at home. So um, our robot is between 18 by 18 inches, and it. Um, there's a collection with these little star wheels, or that's what we call them. Star wheels. And um, it collects the blocks, balls, and ducks, and then moves them into a hopper system on slide on angled sliders. A hopper system is something in FTC terms is something that can do two things at the hmm. same time. So it collects and delivers the element needed. Wow. So then from there, um, it goes up on the sliders so that it can reach any level of the shipping hub because it has three tiers. Um, and then we push out the blocks or balls or ducks or freight as they're called. The um, freight. With okay. um, another star wheel, I believe. Um, so then we can score points. And then we also have two carousel spinners, one on each side because you'll never know which side of the field you're going to be on. There's a red um. side and a blue side. And so they're the exact opposite of each other, just the reverse. So we have two carousel spinners so that we can easily spin the ducks off of the carousel spinner. So you don't know what this field looks like before your robot shows up at the competition. I mean, you have an idea, but you don't know the, the, the exact details of it. So, so actually, uh, we um able to see the field. The field is revealed at the beginning of the season, basically. Oh. Mm -hmm. And then we have to design the robot to meet, meet that. Um, but then the field basically has... Um, it's a big field. It's 12 by 12 feet, I believe. Oh. And so there's room for four robots on the field. So we don't know exactly which, which position our robot mm. will be. But mm -hmm. we know um, what our robot will be doing. Um, and then these four robots all battle it out to the to the death, right, in the middle of this field? Somewhat. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I, was, so, I was throwing that out as a crazy question. <laughs> not exactly. But there's, yeah, it is friendly competition. Um, so there are two alliances, so you're going to have one alliance partner that you're going to work with, and you're both working together to collaboratively um, score points. And then on the other side of the field, there is another alliance with two robots on it. And um, fighting each other is illegal, so <laughs> okay, you don't good, want good, to no, do that. Right, but yeah. you are battling it out for who gets the most points and then who, which alliance gets to win those matches. And also, we do get our own field um, that we have at our meeting place. So we're able to practice on that field that'll be exactly the same at competition. So we practice on both sides of it so that we know with that we're prepared for whatever lines So your robot on. is ambidextrous. Exactly. There we go. <laughs> very good. Very good. We have just about uh, a minute before we have to go to break. Um, but is this robot completely from scratch? This is my favorite question every year. 
<laughs> yeah, so our, we buy a lot of the parts uh, or some of the parts from different uh, websites and stuff, but we also manufacture a lot of the parts um, at our with um, machines that we own. So we design our full robot in a CAD software called Fusion 360, and through that software we are able to uh, design custom parts to be either 3D printed um, or we can CNC or laser cut the parts. So the 3D printer, uh, that lives at my house actually. And so, Lucky guy. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun. So we were able to design custom parts um, on in the CAD software and then uh, we were able to print them on the 3D printer. And this year I believe we have over 20 um, 3D printed parts on a robot. And then we also are able to design uh, 2D shapes that can be cut out on the laser cutter or CNC um, out of like plastic or aluminum or um, stuff like that. Very, very cool. I awesome. love that so much. We have to take a quick break. We'll be right back with the Robo Raiders. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason to use your God given gifts to help others. To live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world. To live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Pastor Grivena. And we have the Robo Raiders in studio with us. Super fun conversation that we get to have with the homeschool robotics team from across the river. Y'all brought your robot with you, which is very exciting. We will have that on social media when we're when we're done with our conversation in the studio. So if you check out our social media on Facebook and uh, Instagram, and uh, we'll show you what this robot can actually do, the robot we're talking about. Very, very exciting. So with this robot, you guys uh, also do competitions. I guess the whole point of it is to, to compete in these competitions. Tell us about your upcoming competition, which I understand is tomorrow. Yes, so um, tomorrow morning, we're going to head off to our third league meet. So our competition schedule is organized so that we have three league meets, which are just the robot side. Um, and we're com competing for our, our original placement in the qualifier. So that's our first judge competition. So from there, we, um, we compete with the robot side as the same way as we would at a league meet. And then there are also judged parts where we give a presentation and talk about all the rest of the things that we've done during the season, including outreach and team building and other things like that. So tomorrow at this league meet, it's our last one before the qualifier. So we're hoping to score pretty well and place fairly high up in our qualifier so that we have a good chance of performing well. Okay, so the qualifier. So the league meets tomorrow, then the qualifier, and then, okay, because you know, your robot's really impressive. Assuming <laughs> you, know, all, you, you decimate the competition, what happens after this league meet? What's the next step? Yeah, so after the league meet, uh, like Laurie was saying, there's the qualifier. And then if we advance from the qualifier, there are... Um, is it three advancing spots from the qualifier? Four. Four. Sorry, yeah. There are four advancing spots from the qualifier. The um, top two alliance, or the, yeah, the top two winning alliance teams for the robot. Um, so, yeah, the, the top two robot teams. And then also the top two inspire teams, the, um, the two teams that won the highest award at the, um, the qualifier. Then they advance to the state championships. 
And then from there, they would advance to the World Championships. Now, where are the World Championships? <laughs> yeah, the oh Texas. Okay. Yeah, the, <laughs> the World Championships are held in Houston, Texas this year. Uh, well, last there's year, there's a lot of room to have a lot of robots in Texas. <laughs> yes, last year there were actually two World Championships, and um, we actually advanced. We got the Inspire Award at States last year, which yes. was really cool. So we got the highest award. We were technically the the uh, the state champs, and nice. so we would have advanced to the world championship. Unfortunately, they were canceled last year due to COVID, though. Oh, COVID. that is so oh. disheartening. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so what was it like uh, going through that competition last year? Because we talked with you guys uh, last winter about the competition. Uh, what, what was that like? So actually, we um, it was we for judging we did a Zoom meeting basically, uh -huh. um, and we they asked us questions and we answered them according to what they question was and we did a presentation um, talking about what we did during the season mm -hmm. um, and then we competed um, by ourselves um, uh, scoring ourselves on our field mm -hmm. and then from that we would get whatever score yeah Mm -hmm. So talk about the other parts of the competition. Obviously, I mean, the robot is, is the, the flashy part, but there's the, you mentioned there's a lot of other things that happen, a lot of other things that you're judged on. Um, I know meeting with people, doing doing media things, doing outreach. Talk about some of, of those opportunities that you're also involved with in addition to the robotics. Yeah, so uh, there's definitely a ton of things you can learn <laughs> from first. Uh, uh, of course, I'm learning a lot about programming as the programming lead. Uh, but I'm also learning about treating others with kindness and also uh, skills that will be very practical in the future workspaces that I'm in, uh, like team leading, uh, like I said, being uh, gracious, gracious with, with each other uh, will be very uh, handy. And also, uh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at competitions, there are, like at the league meets, there's basically just the robot portion, just driving the robot with... Uh, the other teams but then during like qualifying state and world championships you have um your alliance um team so basically throughout the the competition you would scout other teams is what it's called and basically um figure out what teams would work best with you on your alliance and then um for the um those competitions you would choose um <clears throat> the top four teams would choose other teams to be on their alliance to work with them well to score the most points so it's like political negotiations and all that, right? <laughs> World power <laughs> trading. Yeah, you have a North Atlantic Treaty Alliance or anything like that? No. Okay, so you know, I, I'd love to know a little bit about what happens to the robot after after the competition. I mean, so who gets to take it home and play with it and sleep with it and raise it and you know teach it to be a good humane robot? So um, last year's robot we currently have sitting in our. Um, garage where we meet, but it is pretty much half taken apart because we need the pieces. No, uh -huh. so oh my goodness, you We do have parts. to take them apart. <laughs> but there is one famous robot that was from our very best year. Um, his name is Crossfire, and he nice. is currently fully assembled, and he's waiting for the first team member to reach $1 million in net worth to be able to come and take him home. <laughs> and, and, and so with this million dollars, then what 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 wonderful, you know, world benefiting plans do you have for this for this robot, right? <laughs> I think it's mostly just bragging rights. Because <laughs> bragging rights. Those was, are always good. It's the best robot that we ever yeah. built, and it got us very far. So so yeah, along with that robot, what we usually do with um, the past robots or the robots right after they retire. So. Retire, yes. Yes. 
Um, Before they're harvested for parts. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, they, uh, we bring them to demonstrations to show off our robot and teach about first to children. And um, this would be categorized as our outreach to mm -hmm. people. So, yeah. And we've reached quite a few people through that. And people really enjoy watching robots do stuff. So, right. yes. It well, is pretty fun. Along the same lines, um, we actually build two robots most seasons. So um, oh. this the the one we have in the studio right now is our first robot that's competing at uh, tomorrow. But then for our qualifier, we're actually uh, working to design a completely new robot Whoa. to compete there. So yeah, we're working very hard to get that done as soon as we can. <laughs> and you took time to talk to us today. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Caroline, talk a little bit more about outreach. I know that's that's that is your thing. Yeah. On here. So outreach includes like social media and. Um, meeting other people, meeting other teams, and really um, bringing them in and sharing our information and expertise with them. Um, and we actually had a summer camp this year with 72 children, I believe. Whoa. Um, yeah, and we taught them the different levels of first um, and how to program the robots and stuff like that. So That is super cool. So what goes into, I know we talked a little bit about the, the planning of the robot, but then how do you uh, go about actually building it, design it? designing the parts like we talked about right before we went to break. Uh, how, how does that process work for you guys? Okay. So we have a <laughs> six-step um, design process that we use. Um, so we, uh, and I think Peter described a little bit of this before the break. Um, and basically we create a game um, strategy and then we um, generate ideas and um, from that we um, score down, we score our ideas, and then from that we start building whichever one wins, mm -hmm. say so, so. So that's the decision matrix, right? That, that, that's the word you used, I think. What does that decision matrix look like? Or, or not look like, I guess it's, it's right. more in your head, right? How, <laughs> yeah. What's that process? <laughs> so uh, generally we'll use a spreadsheet and we'll write down all the different ideas we have, uh, for instance, with a block then we might have an idea for a claw, or uh, what we're using on our second robot is some star wheels to pick it up. Uh, we might have other wheels that we might want to try out. So we write down all those ideas, then we'll create criteria and put uh, what we call a weight on them, which is how important it is. For instance, does it need to be light? Does How many motors can it use? Because we have an eight motor max uh, mm -hmm. limit on our robot. Mm -hmm. So can it use all eight motors? I mean, probably not, because it also needs to be able to drive around. <laughs> Uh, and then we'll score each different option based on those criteria. All right, and then of course you test some of your ideas, right? And, and, and whether it you know fails miserably, then you give it a zero on that score, right? <laughs> yeah, one of the um, main things that we tested this year was our angled sliders, and we actually did a bunch of calculations to figure out what angle they needed to be. And I believe the ones on this robot are six at a sixty degree angle. And the ones at our other robot are at a 75 degree angle because we did some more calculations and found that um, the 75 would work you better. You could still do a steep 75. Uh -huh. Boy, you need to put the Jake brake on the semi with that. <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> so after you design the robot and you do the testing, what comes after that? Do you, do you get to build more parts? Do you get to do more testing? How does that process work? Yeah, so after we uh, know what we would like to do, then we'll CAD everything, uh, which uh, we 
it's like designing a robot, but instead of using physical parts, we do it all in a software so that whenever we're actually building it, we can build it within like under two weeks nice. uh, because we know where each little screw is going to go. Uh, and then we also use that CAD to 3D print, CNC, and laser cut our parts as well. Yes. Now, you keep mentioning CNC and, and, and you know... Um, I know I don't look that old, but uh, college was a while ago. So what does CNC mean? Because I, I don't remember that one. Yeah, so CNC actually just stands for, I believe, Computer Numeric Control. So that's basically just um, basically saying that to, to work a CNC, you basically <clears throat> put the part in, um, and you would develop a G-code to say where exactly the the bit would go to cut out the part. So like, like, like a, a geoposition code. So it tells yeah, you what, what location it goes. And so this is like a drill bit that goes... Yeah, pretty much. Drains <laughs> it around yeah, that. it's exactly like that. It's, it's oh. a drill bit on um, like a, a gantry that's able to to move it around to cut out whatever 2D shape you can. Wow, and, and you know, I have to say, I, I went to Lowe's and I got some new keys for my house, and you know who made it for me? A robot. <laughs> Seriously, it, it did, it squirted it out for me and drilled it away with a G-code, right? There we go. <laughs> so we, uh, we, we only have one minute left. This went oh, so yes. fast, guys. What are you most looking forward to in this season with this robot? Oh, that's a big it's, question. One thing. You can go ahead and say winning. It's all right. Winning's good. We like winning. Um, with our robot, I think for what I'm most looking forward to is just seeing it compete and seeing all of our hard work pay off because right now while we're building our second robot here, we've spent a lot of time on it. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a point um, where we weren't sure we were going to be able to finish it in time. So we're hoping to finish it today, actually, after we go home nice. after this interview. <laughs> so um, I'm just really looking forward to seeing it actually um, come into being and um, come alive. <laughs> start to be able to compete and drive around and just seeing all of our hard work pay off. Very good. And where can we follow you? I know you guys are on social. How can we see your progress on social media? Yeah, so we're um, on Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and YouTube. I'm all Robo Raiders FTC, I believe. Very nice. And we'll link to those two in the show notes so awesome. people can follow you. Uh, it has been super great having you guys in studio. I'm very excited to go out, out of the studio and actually watch this robot work. We will put that on our social media, Facebook and Instagram. Thanks so much for joining us in studio today, Robo Raiders. Thank you for Thank having you. us. <laughs> You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Reverend Gribbenoff. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. I'm